Hello. You've found a recording from the Thames Valley Churches of Christ. We hope you enjoy what you're about to hear. That Heinrich was interested in, and Heinrich did such a great job of really connecting with him and taking an interest in his life. Something I've been trying to grow in um, personally is taking up more of an interest in people's life and being a more personable person. Heinrich, you might describe as an extrovert. I'm not naturally an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So I don't naturally like spending lots of time talking to others. And that was tested this morning. I went out for my morning prayer, and, I, and as I was walking through uh, St. Peter's Church uh, churchyard, uh, a lady who walked past me said, hello, can you say hello to your mum, please? I was like, Sure. I felt a bit, bit, bit confused, but I, I know my mum sort of, she is an extrovert, so she would happily speak to people. And it turned out this lady who was called Penny, Penny um, knew mum, and she also knew our cat, Pedro. Now, Pedro is an evangelistic machine. He stands outside the front of our house and befriends people who walk past. Pedro is now going to be used as a prop. Here comes Pedro. Hello, Pedro. Pedro hates me, and uh, I don't generally like Pedro. The only thing I like about it is he's trying to escape already. Hello, Pedro. Just going to have a couple of minutes, all right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh. Pedro, Pedro, Pedro doesn't like me. Pedro attacks our, our dog, and I don't like that about Pedro. He attacks our dog. I think the only thing I really like about Pedro is you know where you stand with him, and I, I, you can see where, where I stand with, with Pedro. And um, he's now going to go hunting. But... but um, Pedro, Pedro um, does evangelising outside the front of the house. He, um, he, sit, he, he, he goes on the front drive and befriends people who walk past. And they all think of Pedro as a very friendly cat, when in reality, Pedro, as you can see, is not a very friendly cat. With people who Pedro knows, he's not friendly at all. But at the, uh, on, on the driveway of our house, with people he doesn't know, He's very friendly. So Pedro has some sort of split personality, really. And um, but uh, I, I was talking to this lady Penny, who had befriend, who had been befriended by Pedro, and uh, she asked me, "What are you? What are you? What are you, what are you doing this morning? And uh, are you on your morning walk?" And that was true. I was on a morning walk, and uh, but I was praying. And I said, "Yeah, I'm on my morning uh, prayer walk." And uh, I, you know, whenever I mention prayer, I always think, "Well, I'll throw it out there because you never know. God might do something." And uh, you'll, you, but you also think, I'll probably just get a, oh gosh, one of those sort of religious fanatics. And um, Penny said, that's good. I'm glad you're praying. If we didn't have God, we'd be in serious trouble. And I thought, oh, it sounds like mentioning prayer was a good idea this morning. And um, she said, yeah, we, we really, this is a time where we really need God. And she mentioned how she, she followed a virtual virtual church stream from a, you know, a village near near my village of Yateley and um, I was talking to Penny and she uh, another man turned up and this man was he looked about 70 he had a beard and I said oh I thought to myself gosh what a beard that that is Roger Packham would be proud of that beard Roger Roger you can uh, maybe you'll meet him one day and that, like, you can aspire to have a beard like his and um, uh, this man started talking to me and Penny. We sort of formed one of those triangles, one of those social distancing triangles. And uh, his name was Jerry. 
And uh, Penny, Penny left and I got talking to Jerry. And this is where I learned from Heinrich. I learned to be personable, to be willing to spend time with people. You know, people, you know, I think people like that. And it just, that doesn't come naturally for me. Um, and I got to meet Jerry. And it turned out Jerry was the mayor of Yately, the town where my parents live. I met a celebrity on my morning prayer walk. And um, I got talking to Jerry and Jerry has some faith. He told me his uh, his story of how he he you know he feels he became a Christian, and it was amazing to hear how you know someone in his family had got an illness, and you know normally you know he he had been an atheist, and uh, you know normally when we hear of illnesses we think that destroys people's faith, but 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 God had used uh, this illness of one of Jerry's family members to bring him to some form of faith in God, and uh, I got a chance to pray with Jerry. I got a chance to have a, a walk around the churchyard and pray with him. And we were praying about the, the, the town of Yately, where my parents lived. I went to primary school in Yately. Actually, I went to infant school in Yately. And um, we were praying about how maybe God could use Yately to start some kind of spiritual revival. Wouldn't that be amazing? And Jerry thought that would be amazing. He said about 40 years ago, there'd been a spiritual revival in Yately and we got to pray and you know amen and, and you know what he gave me his card there you go just to prove that I'm not making something up I met him this morning and uh he's he's the town mayor and um I said I'll give you a call and we'll arrange a regular prayer time and he said sure let's do that so I'm going to get some regular prayer times with the celebrity that is the mayor of Yately. Now, he might not be the most exciting celebrity in the world, but still quite an exciting thing. And this just shows why we need to make sure we are sharing our faith as much as we can. If Jerry, the mayor of Yately, is interested in, in prayer, then who knows who else might be interested in prayer as well, especially since church attendance is going up. Now, because people are appreciating God more, I think, across the UK, I thought this morning it would be great if we could look at what we each of us appreciate about God. Now, what I'm hoping to do is to uh, give, give people, uh, give everybody here a chance to share uh, a bit about, or whoever wants to share, a bit about what they appreciate most about God. And it could be a quality, it could be a story or something like that. And um, something that you appreciate most about God. So get thinking and um, we'll, we'll say that when you want, when you, when you, if, if you want to share, rather than, please do not unmute yourself, Roger will unmute you. And uh, please write your name in the chat box saying, I would like to share. We will have the ch a chat box on Zoom saying, and, and if you want to share about something you appreciate most about God, Please write that in there. In the meantime, I'll share something that I appreciate about God, a quality I really appreciate. And that's, we're going to have a look at Daniel chapter six to a passage many of us know. And we're going to look at um, the story of Daniel. And uh, it's interesting, Roger was sharing in, the, uh, in his welcome about war in Assyria, because a bit of context behind Daniel Daniel was a uh, he was a Jew and he was taken captive uh, from Israel when uh, Israel was invaded by the country of Babylon. Israel was invaded. 
Daniel was uh, when he was taken captive. He was away from his home, his home people. He got taken off to Babylon. The Babylonians later got invaded by the Persians, and Daniel got a job in the palace of the uh, the king of Persia. Now, life in life for Daniel as an exile when you've been invaded, um, life actually would have had some similarities between but between being in exile and being in lockdown. When you're in lockdown, you can't see as many people as you'd normally like to see. You're sort of restricted about where you can go and where you can't go. That would be the same in exile. If you're not in your own country, you don't have the same uh, rights as one of the members of the country you're exiled in to go wherever you please. Your Daniel would have seen people die when uh, his, his country of Israel had been invaded. We've seen people die because of coronavirus. You know, legally, Daniel wouldn't have, wouldn't have had a lot, uh, a lot of security. Many of us at the moment feel like we lack security because of everything that's so uncertain at the moment. Daniel wouldn't have known what was going to happen to him next. Who's to say? The king of Persia might just say, right, you, you, know, all the, you know, send off all of those people of Israel, just go into the desert, buy, you're not even living here anymore. He would have felt uncertainty just as we do at the moment. But Daniel was blessed in, um, in, this, in this circumstance of being in exile because he had God on his side. He had God with him and he was actually very successful in his job. But as so often when we're successful, people around us can become jealous and that's what happens to Daniel so let's pick up in Daniel chapter 6 and uh, we'll start in verse 6 so these chief ministers and satraps they're Daniel's colleagues went as a group to the king and said may King Darius live forever the royal ministers prefects satraps advisors and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. So they basically, Daniel's colleagues have encouraged the king to make a new law that it's illegal to pray to, to, to anyone except the king. And obviously Daniel prays to God. Let's see how Daniel responds. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. These men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any God or human being, except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den. The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is not, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the, the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sunset to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, remember your majesty, 
that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God who you serve continually rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of the nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without entertainment being brought to him. And he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God, his angel, uh, my, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. You know, that's one of the all-time, one of my all-time favourite Bible stories. Daniel is a, is a man who, in many senses, should be looked up to for his work in Persia. Uh, people are jealous of him, and people try and take him down. They try and make they, they make a law uh, in um, in verse ten. Uh, sorry, no, in verse in verse seven that uh, that it should be illegal to pray to God uh, to to pray to anyone other than King Darius and. Um, Daniel, because he's, because he's a man of conviction, says, I'm going to keep praying just as I did before. An amazing example of being innocent before God, being faithful to God. That's really what it means to be innocent in God's sight. None of us are perfect, but we are, um, you know, we're faithful. And that's what Daniel was. In verse, verse 10, it um, talks about how three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. How interesting how, despite Daniel's faith being under fire, his convictions did not waver. And obviously, things seem to be going rather badly for, for, for Daniel. Um, you know, his, uh, these, uh, these, his colleagues find him and they bring him to uh, King Darius. And uh, King, Paul King Darius, who I don't think realised that this... Uh, this um, he probably realised he'd been tricked by by these satraps and these uh, these colleagues of Daniel, and he realises that he has no choice but to throw Daniel to the lions. And obviously, uh, he gets thrown. Daniel gets thrown to the lions in <laughs> verse sixteen. And um, you know, King Darius can't sleep. He can't sleep because he thinks Daniel's died. I've killed Daniel. I've been tricked into killing one of my best men. And um, the amazing thing happens. God rescues Daniel. That, this amazing verse in verse 22, Daniel says, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, your majesty. Because Daniel was innocent in God's sight, God did not let Daniel down. You know, one thing I love about God, a quality of his that I love and, you know, please, you know, write down in the chat box if you have a quality of God that you really appreciate is the, the quality I appreciate is that God will never let you down. When we're faithful to God, 
we know he is faithful back to us. I remember for me, uh, a, a, a time when I was in, uh, in year 12, I don't know if we've got any, we must have a few A-level students uh, here. And, um, you know, when, when you're, I was in year 12, you do your A-levels and you do AS levels, actually, gosh, that when we used to do AS levels, where you used to do half your A-level the year before. And um, I was, uh, I, I'd been really struggling in my first term of AS level biology. I'm sure Lydia and Nick can understand that. Biology is all about how much you can learn. I think, I think Raf also does, uh, he also does biology or did biology. And um, I know, you know, bio- biology is all about learning. It's all about learning how plants grow and, uh, you know, all about learning how they photosynthesize and those sorts of things. And um, it came to this exam, uh, which, you know, this, this, this exam at the end of my first term. I had to do an exam at the end of my first term of AS biology, and it was all on plants. Now, I have no interest in plants, as, as I'm sure it's not, that's not surprising at all for anybody. I know Becky's into plants, but, but I'm certainly not into plants. So for me, learning about plants was really difficult. And, uh, you know, I'd even had a, some conversations with my, with my teacher, Mrs. Kang, about how I wasn't doing very well at learning about this, this module. And um, I remember thinking, <clears throat> I need to give my best because God would want me to. I need to find a way to try and uh, get better at learning this module. So I made some flashcards revised really really hard just thought well I've got to give my best to God I can't expect doing I I don't expect to do particularly well in this in this exam but uh, this was a proper AS level exam and I thought well I'll give my best to God I don't you know I don't think I'll I'll do very well I did the exam and I thought well yeah one of those exams it was okay Uh, some stuff I felt like I didn't really know um, but you know I gave it my best shot and uh, you know I certainly answered all the questions and um I got the results back a few months late, a couple of months later, and it turned out I'd got a hundred percent. And uh, I couldn't really understand like how how that had happened because because I, I hate plants. I have no interest in gardening. I have no interest in photosynthesis. No interest in xylem and phloem and water transport in plants. And I didn't think I was even very good at, any, at, at all this. All I'd done was think, well, I'll give my best, and I'll trust God that he, you know, if he, 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 he can give me a good result if he thinks that's the, the best thing for my life. And hey, presto, he did. I got, I got 100% on this AS level exam. I couldn't really believe it. But for me, that was a real time where I could see God saw that I tried my best for him. It was for God. It wasn't just, you know, I did it for him. And he was faithful. He didn't let me down. He rescued me. You know, half term in that first term, I hadn't, I didn't think I was going to do very well at all in that exam. But, you know, God came through. God came through for Daniel. God rescued Daniel when he was faithful. God comes through for us when he, we're faithful to him. God never lets us down. Now, I want to give us a chance. I'm going to have a quick, quick look at the chat box. And there um, we go. Where's the, oh, here we go. I'll stop sharing. That's it. And give people a chance. Is it anybody? Would anybody like to share about some qualities that people want to share? Right. So we've got Roger. Roger would be keen to share. So Roger, would you please unmute yourself? It's just Shami's going to share first, I think. All oh, right. So Shami's going to share. So Roger, un- unmute Shami, please. Thank you. And share something. Yeah. Something, a quality about God you really appreciate. Thank you. I really love that God is constant. 
So I'll just read Numbers 23:19. It says, God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Like people can lie, relationships can have high or lows. You can feel weak or strong, but I appreciate that God's love remains the same. Wow. Thank you. Absolutely. Brilliant. Okay. Lolu. Lolu's written something down. It might not seem it might seem like he's not there when I call, but he is always on time. God being on time. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's very, very good. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Becky said God is patient even when we mess things up. There you go. Absolutely. A good, really good point. He's very patient. Abiola, God is faithful. He keeps his promises. He cannot deny himself. What a great point. If anybody else wants to share, please write in the, uh, write in the chat box. Tanya says God keeps his promises. All those things are wonderful. They're reasons why I think people see their need for God at the moment. Despite things being um, a very... Uh, an unsure time, I think all of us as people know that God is something we need in our lives. And I think the nation is realising that as well. Roger, were you keen to share? I know you said you had, you said you wanted to share here on your, is that, you want, no, you're just going to introduce Shami, not a problem at all. Anyway, lovely. So it's lovely for us us to be able to have something we appreciate about God so that if we meet someone like uh, like Jerry, the, the mayor of Yateley, we get to share something that, uh, you know, that we appreciate about God so that other people can come to appreciate God as well. Simeon says, God loves me and has blessed me beyond, beyond my imagination. What a great point. There's a verse in, uh, in Ephesians 3 that says God can do more than we can possibly uh, imagine. And that sounds like, yeah, absolutely. He blesses us beyond our imagination. Let's go back to the slides. Uh, let me screen share again. There we go. Thank you for everybody who shared. I really appreciate that. Okay, there we go. There you go. One quality about God you most appreciate. Thank you for everybody who shared. Very appreciated. At the end of the day, in our lives, in a time of uncertainty, there's only one way to sleep well at night. There's only one thing that brings certainty. It's not money. It's not how you look. It's not someone else. It's not even the government, though they're trying very hard and we should be grateful to them. Really, the only security is God and Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, Jesus is a great security for us, the great security, because he gives us eternal life. Life that isn't affected by coronavirus, life that isn't dependent on our surroundings, that isn't dependent on people trying to persecute us like Daniel experienced. Eternal life is something where there are no limits there's no um there's no circumstances that hold eternal life back there's no end to eternal life obviously we had a wonderful time last week where we got to see nick get to uh, experience eternal life and it was wonderful to see nick 
uh, put his hands in uh, his life in God's hands. And, uh, you know, it was wonderful for me to, you know, I've known Nick for a while and it was wonderful for, for me to see Nick sort of really uh, become, you know, more, more wholehearted in his desire to really put his faith in Jesus, to live a repentant life, to put his, his, give his best for God, repent and receive that gift of Jesus, that gift of eternal life purchased by Jesus when he died for us uh, 2000 years ago. He took, he took our sin on the cross and uh, he, he, uh, he put it, put an end to it once and for all that sin that naturally separates us from God when we do things wrong. Um, we, uh, Jesus died so that that sin might be, be rid of. And Nick was, uh, he, he experienced that last week. He was baptized. His sins were forgiven. And uh, it was really a wonderful day, I think, for the whole of the, uh, whole of the Dorset and, uh, and Wessex churches. And, um, it was lovely for Abiola and Alex. Alex did a great job. You know, Alex had gone all the way to America. He'd become a Christian just before and, uh, you know, a year before. And Nick, I think, had, you know, Nick had seen his need also to become a Christian. But, the, you know, when Nick became a Christian, I bet you his first night of being a Christian, he slept well. He slept well because he had security in God. And that's what all of us can have because of Jesus. Je- Jesus brings security. And that's something that we can uh, appreciate at this time. And uh, we're going to take uh, communion now. We're going to take um, bread, which uh, symbolizes Jesus's body when he was nailed to the cross. And we're going to take his, uh, we're going to take uh, some wine, which um, some fruit, fruit of, of the vine, which uh, symbolizes his blood when he, when he bled, to, when he bled uh, on the cross and uh, all of that. He bled and his, uh, his skin was, was torn and pierced so that we might be forgiven. Um, let's pray and then we'll take communion. Uh, Lord God, uh, I, I want to say thank you, God, for your son. Thank you that he provides security from all things in life, Father. Um, thank you that um, you know, even when life seems very, very hard and things uh, seem very difficult, Father, we, um, even when we're in at the, at the deep end, we, we know that you provide security. You provide um, a way out. Thank you so much for doing that, God. Thank you that you provide an opportunity for each of us to have salvation. Um, thank you that you uh, never let us let us down, Father. Thank you that you love us more and you give us more than we can possibly imagine in our, in our lives. Thank you for that, Father. Um, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for him being an amazing example of how to live a godly life. Thank you for him coming and dying uh, all those all those years ago father so that you know we might be set free i pray for this bread uh, as, as, as we take it we know that symbolizes jesus's body and the the wine which symbolizes his blood and uh, we pray that uh, this draws us close to you now in jesus name amen. amen thank you for listening we hope you found it helpful if you'd like to find out more about our church have a look at the website it's tvcoc.org that's tvcoc org and you can also send us a message from there if you have any questions or comments take care and god bless